Entrepreneur on Fire 1041. Excel at what you're good at and hire people who play at things uh, that you work at. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Ignite. Need a new mattress? Check out Lisa. They donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. Go to l-e-e-s-a dot com slash fire to save $75. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash fire. Try ZipRecruiter and get your perfect candidate this summer before they go to somebody else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com. What's shaking, Fire Nation? Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Stephen Cox. Stephen, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Stephen is the founder and CEO of TakeLessons.com, one of the nation's largest online marketplaces for finding and booking an online or in-person instructor for tutoring, languages, music, sports, and a whole lot more. Stephen, take a minute, fill in some blanks and some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Uh, sure. So I can uh, just give you a little bit of background. I have uh, done a couple startups, a couple startups uh, rather, and born in the good Midwest uh, at, in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, went to school in Kentucky, and then ventured out out west to uh, to do a couple startups out out here, and and live in San Diego, California. Probably uh, probably not too far away from uh, you, Mister. John? <laughs> well, I'm in Pacific <laughs> Beach, so if you're nice. anywhere in the uh, ocean vicinity, then I think we're pretty close. Yeah, downtown, so uh, not too far away. Oh, cool. Well, it's a great area, definitely a hotbed for entrepreneurs, and mm-hmm. definitely a hotbed for humidity in the past week, which is not normal. I actually have my portable air conditioner out, which I only bring out usually two weeks of the year, so uh, that's pretty pretty random, but we need the water. And Stephen, I'm excited for a lot of reasons because you've done a lot of cool things with TakeLessons.com. I mean, you built it from one idea into just a really incredible 360-degree business that keeps growing. But before we even get into that, you're at a networking party, let's just say down at the W in, in San Diego, and someone walks up to you and they say, Stephen, what exactly do you do? In 10 seconds, how do you respond? Uh, well, with respect to our business, what I would say is we help uh, consumers solve their problem of finding a, a safe, responsible instructor for things such as tutoring and languages and music, sports, and a whole lot more. And we also help our freelance teachers make a better living doing what they love to do. I love that. And I love the word responsible in there. You know, that's that's a key thing, Fire Nation, that if you can work that into the equation and back it up, it means a lot to the client, the consumer. So what I want to first start off saying, Stephen, and it's pretty obvious from the outside, but I really want to kind of get down to the bones because we here at Entrepreneur Fire, we are entrepreneurs who are looking to generate revenue, just like many people who are teaching the classes at TakeLessons.com. We're looking to build viable businesses, my friend. Give us the ways that you personally generate revenue. 
so we have a fairly large marketplace. Uh, millions of people come to the site every single month uh, looking for uh, their perfect instructor all over the nation. And what happens is our instructor partners list themselves in our marketplace. And for many of them, we uh, turn out to be their main source of students, which is their main source of, of revenue. And then they use us for customer acquisition, scheduling, billing services, that sort of thing. So again, think about it as as a two-sided marketplace, whether you can you know, use the parallels of eBay or Uber or Airbnb, what have you, uh, we're kind of in that same genre. And so we've attracted one side of the marketplace, which are instructors, and then uh, then we attract the other side of the marketplace, which are the consumers. And uh, what they do is they come in and, and find the right instructor, uh, purchase lessons directly uh, through the site, and then what we do is take a small piece of that transaction. So so it's truly a win-win-win situation for, for everyone involved. Yeah, you mentioning Uber just actually sparked a little reminder for me is that Uber is actually the reason that I inserted this networking question in 10 seconds. You know, what do you do in 10 seconds? Because every time I jump in an Uber here in San Diego, you know, the driver wants five stars. So they're just trying to be nice. And they're just like, what do you do? And I'm just like, oh, how do I answer that? And right. it's, it's, it's weird. But if you have it down, it, it's huge. And, and thanks for sharing kind of the insights on the revenue. So Fire Nation kind of understands what it looks like on both sides from that, because that's, you know, what you want to be looking at doing Fire Nation is you're building out your businesses and creating that foundation is this a sustainable model for both sides of the equation? And in fact, this side, it's going to be a win-win-win. It's going to be a win for Stephen Cox, you know, at TakeLessons.com. It's going to be a, a win for his tutors. And it's going to be a win for the consumers as well. It's that three-way stool. Now, I want to move into a story, Stephen. I w really want you to take us to a specific moment in time. And that moment is what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So really get down there, my friend, and tell us that story. Sure. Um, and before I do, real quickly, yeah. I'd, I'd just like to echo your comment on uh, the, the you know, we call it at the 10-second elevator pitch. And, you know, here at Take Lessons, we've raised $19 million in oh, venture goodness. venture funding. And we've, uh, that's, I think, a key to any particular type of business. So uh, just as a, a point of reference, what I'd say is uh, you will be asked what you do, whether you're in the Uber or whether you're out on a date or whether you're at dinner with something. And and, and knowing uh, like the back of your hand uh, what to say in those first 10 seconds is critical. And it's not just about, hey, here's kind of what we do per se, but it's also about the benefits that uh, about, you know, what, what, how you serve. If you notice kind of how I do it, it's we help people make a living doing what they love to do, yeah. which is much more than, hey, we, we sling lessons. Uh, <laughs> and, and having that pitch with some sort of emotional appeal to where in literally five to 10 seconds, someone can reach out and go, oh, yeah, that's cool. I want to check it out. Helps the entrepreneur be more memorable uh, to whoever they're talking to. And so it's highly, uh, highly suggested that uh, that everyone have that 10 second pitch. Yeah, I love that. So um, I th the question, I think, was, what's my worst entrepreneurial moment? Yeah, don't try and, to skate away from this. We're going to hear yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got so many. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I think we all go through, <laughs> through many of these. Um, so I, I think the one that sticks out 
in my head the most was when I was in college. I was 19 years old and just hell bent on you know finding my way and and starting my own business and and uh, you know pulling myself up up from the bootstraps and and I grew up in a pretty poor family, um, uh, certainly below the poverty level, and I was determined inside uh, not to uh, not to stay that way. So I kind of found my way to college, and in college I, I read this book. I can't remember who who wrote it, but um, it was this book on how to buy real estate with no money down. And I read it and I said, oh, okay, well, that's pretty cool. I'll just go do that. <laughs> and so literally when I was 19, I read this book I, on, on how to purchase it through option contracts, um, which is, uh, which is the, uh, it's kind of a, a way that you can purchase real estate at some point in the future at a set price. Those are known as option contracts. And so I was working part time as a DJ after school and, um, just uh, you know, trying to make my way, and I went out and found some properties. And literally three months later, I had secured uh, thirteen properties. Wow! And it was crazy. I didn't even own a car, right? And here I was, uh, you know, out buying these properties on these contracts, and uh, I rented them out. And you know, this was I was in Kentucky at the time, and unlike San Diego, uh, Kentucky has pretty blistering winters. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so winter set in, and next thing you know, um, my tenants were calling me. They had blown heaters. They had busted pipes underneath the house that were that were leaking and freezing. And, uh, you know, they were really, really upset. Yeah, and, and to kind of break in here for a second, I mean, I know I'm from Maine. There's actually a law in a lot of areas for landlords that they have to react incredibly quickly when things like this happen during the cold winters. You got it. You got it. Because, you know, again, it's people's yeah. livelihood with their, with their heat. So I remember it was... Christmas morning. And again, I didn't own a car and my, my, uh, tenant had called me in, in a house and I literally had to hop on my bicycle and ride my bike and try to look underneath the house to try to see if I could fix pipes. Oh. And I had no idea what I was doing and didn't have the capital necessary to pay for the repairs. So what happened is that escalated to where my tenants moved out and, um, you know, it was a really bad situation. I had to get a, a guy that I knew to help me uh, fund it and just pay for those expenses. But when I had him do that, um, I also had to give up my rights to buy the units to him. So now he owned the rights and I could still collect the income. But in essence, what happened is he took over the contracts. I ended up with a pretty bruised ego and about 20 grand in debt, which as a college student was a was a ton, ton of debt. So, you know, the lessons I learned from that was, first of all, um, A, find a mentor uh, who can under who can explain what sort of things are probable and going to happen when you're starting that business. Uh, number two, uh, assume that the unexpected is going to happen and make sure that you're writing your financial plan accordingly and that you have enough uh, finance there because, uh, you know, capital is is the lifeblood of the business. And uh, number three, you know, know when to call it, call it quits. There was a, a time when, when I looked at this and I said, you know what? I am in over my head. I don't know what I'm doing here. I need to get some help. And, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that bruises the ego mm-hmm. again sometimes, but it's, uh, you know, no one to hold them and no one to fold them. I, I think in business, that's the, the right uh, attitude as well. Bring in some Kenny Rogers, the gambler to you Entrepreneur on Fire. I love it. Into Fire Nation. 
<laughs> Number one, mentor. We've talked about this. You need to find people who have been where you want to be. If Stephen had gone to somebody who was where he wanted to be, which was you know somebody owning a lot of properties, and said, hey, I'm going to do this X, Y, Z, the person would be like, okay, this is what's happened to me in the past. You would have probably explained exactly what's happened, what ended up happening to Stephen, and would have been able to prepare him for those pitfalls. And you know that goes on to number two, which Stephen brought up, which is, Assume the unexpected. You need to have rainy day funds, Fire Nation, because you never know what's going to happen. In fact, in the Army, we had what's called Audie Murphy Law. That is, you know, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And if you assume that, then you're already better off because, you know, not everything is going to go wrong. But even if 99% of things go wrong and you're expecting 100%, you're prepared. So get that Audie Murphy Law in your head. And then no one to walk away. And I love talking about this, Stephen, because Seth Godin wrote a great book about the dip. And a lot of people misinterpret it by thinking, hey, that just means that, you know, we're going through a tough time. We got to persevere and persist all the way through until we get past the dip to the up point. And some entrepreneurs have experienced that. But he also talks about, hey, sometimes when you're digging in a flipping hole, the only way to get out of that hole is to stop digging. And Stephen, you realize to stop digging. Otherwise, you know, you'd be still scrambling in, in Kentucky, you know, trying to, to piece together a couple pipes instead of, you know, takelessons.com. You know, you moved on to bigger and better things because you iterated because you pivoted. So all those things are incredibly valuable knowledge bombs, fire nation. And Stephen, I want to shift to another story. This story is going to be an aha moment, a light bulb that you've had at some point. And my friend, you've had a ton of these light bulb moments and you're going to continue to have more. But knowing my audience, knowing Fire Nation, entrepreneurs, small business owners, what's one light bulb, one epiphany moment that you've had that you think is really going to really make an impact with the listeners and take us to that moment and tell us that story? Sure. So, I want to uh, to talk to you a little bit about uh, a pivot that that we had done in the company and uh, here at Take Lessons, and I, I think it it uh, it also suggests uh, what we were talking a little bit about earlier, and that is knowing when to when to when to switch up. And uh, you know, we were had started Take Lessons. I funded the business myself, and we were uh, we had basically put together a marketplace, and we were selling leads. To our uh, to our uh, instructors, so someone would come in, fill out a request, and then we would sell those leads to the to the instructor. And what we found out with the business is that our instructors are incredibly awesome at teaching and helping people uh, discover their new talents, but they may not be necessarily the world's best salespeople. Mm-hmm. And what would happen is, you know, many of the leads wouldn't close, or they, you know, they would be out gigging and wouldn't call back in a, in a, the a reasonable amount of time and then the consumer would find someone else. And so they, we would hear a, a lot of calls coming in from our instructors angry about the leads not closing. And, you know, for us, it was frustrating because, uh, you know, we were sending them leads, they weren't closing. And I was discussing this with, uh, with a friend of mine and, um, you know, I said, you know, it's just, I'm just irritated because, you know, the business isn't scaling like it, it should because, uh, you know, the, 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 the people aren't closing the, aren't closing the, the deals. And he goes, wow, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and I go, what do you mean, man? That sucks. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, well, that's a perfect opportunity. He said, what your team is good at is selling. So why don't you change your model a bit to where the lead would come into you and you help sell 
And so that way, it's a more full-service type operation to where the instructor can focus on what they do best, which is teach. And you can take care of all the back office things, the, you know, the billing, the scheduling, the closing, the things that they really don't want to do anyway. And I went, ah, oh, this is brilliant. Why didn't I think about this? And we put that model into place and the business just took off. And it, it, we've never looked back uh, since then. But, you know, what, what the interesting part for me was it was I was literally beating my head against the wall trying to trying to fix this. And, uh, you know, along came someone who looked at the business just slightly different and allowed me to see the business slightly different. And it opened up worlds of possibility. And what I took away from that, John, was, number one, um, be willing to look at, at things a different way, yeah. right? Always surround yourself with people who look at look at things just a different way because it expands the scope of, of what you can do. And what was amazing to me is that in the midst of my biggest challenge is where he saw the greatest opportunity. And it was just a brilliant uh, learning opportunity for me to always, you know, ask myself, uh, even in the worst situations, well, you know, what's good about this? What are we learning from this? How can I apply this to the next phase of growth for my business? And, that, and that's always served me well since then. I mean, what seems so obvious to me now in hindsight, and of course, in hindsight, everything's twenty twenty. but the tutors, they just wanted to show up and get paid. You know, they just wanted to show up, tutor, and then get paid. And if their schedule could be filled out, you know, they were definitely willing to take less of the overall profit to, to not have to try to close a client and then bill them and follow up on billing. If you could handle all those things, you were going to have a much happier business. You being happier because you were closing more deals, your tutor being happier because they were getting more students and your students being happier because they were actually getting the tutors that they wanted. So again, moving forward to that win, win, win and fire nation, just like we talked about mentor in the last one, this to me is so obvious about the importance of having a mastermind. Steven just needed another person, a peer that he respected to give him an outside of the box thought, to give him another idea that just shed light. Cause you know, we have this thing called the curse of knowledge. And you know, when we think that we know what we know, we don't open ourselves up to other opportunities and it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great point, John. And, and just something you'd pointed out was the idea of a mastermind. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm involved in a couple, which I'm a big believer in. One is internet-specific businesses. And the second one, I'm involved um, with probably some of your guests, uh, uh, like uh, uh, Darren Hardy's in it and Mike oh, Keenings yeah. and, and John Asaroff. And these guys, they do something completely different than I do. Like, I'm not in their world whatsoever, but it's amazing the things that I learn from them that I apply to my own business, the things that they're doing in their own business. Again, it's kind of best practices, but uh, it's, it's a different view than what I normally get from my internet mastermind. So I really encourage folks to, to kind of get different views on, on different uh, aspects of businesses. Wow. No, I love it. And the mastermind is so critical. I have mine that I meet with every single week, Fire Nation. And Stephen, I love how small of a world it is. I'm actually interviewing Darren on Thursday and oh, having breakfast with Mike Koenigs next week. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's one of those things that's so awesome to see, you know, San Diego and just wherever you are, Fire Nation, you need to get out there and, and, and connect and, and network with people that you respect in powerful mm-hmm. ways. Now, Stephen, in just one sentence, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Gosh, again, I have so many. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know what I've learned about myself is that I'm simply too optimistic at at times, 
And I've learned that uh, while you need that strength and optimism, it needs to be uh, dosed at all times with a healthy uh, bit of uh, of realism as well. And it just has helped me over time as I've realized, uh, you know, um, it's better to be surprised on the upside than to be uh, burdened down on, on the, you know, with the things pushing on the downside. Yeah, but at the same time, as you know, Steve Jobs says, you know, he has the reality distortion field, so we can't yep. get trapped by reality either. That's true. Now, Stephen, what's your biggest strength? I, I feel like with my team, I'm able to uh, communicate a really clear vision to them and to investors and these uh, and, and to, to folks that I speak with. And what that's allowed me to do is uh, raise capital, uh, build a strong team and keep the keep the ship moving in the right direction uh, with everyone kind of rowing uh, in, in the same direction. What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now? Well, you know, as I've looked at our business, things are shifting and what we believe is that the mobile device is changing everything and it's including our business. And, you know, today, if a person wants to learn something, say, say French and, you know, they're going on a trip, uh, they'll find an instructor on take lessons. They'll do their one on one sessions and they'll learn over time. And where we see things going, it's super exciting. And, and we're actually building out some technology for this right now. But we're moving to kind of like what we call the everywhere, anywhere experience where users uh, can really learn in micro moments uh, using their phone. So imagine, we'll, again, we'll use you Uber as, as an example. You're in the back of your Uber arriving, arriving from uh, riding from Pacific Beach to the to the airport, and you have a 10 minute ride, and you know you could hop on and and do games or something like that. But instead, what you're able to do now is hop on to take lessons and immerse yourself into into learning some new French phrases uh, with a top notch instructor in France. So things like that is super cool uh, examples of where, you know, your kids needs homework uh, help and they need it right this second and they can't wait. And now you can literally get connected uh, through your mobile device to some of the world's best instructors. And, you know, it's kind of these I need to know right now moments that we're solving for. And, uh, you know, in, instead of having to schedule out lessons, it's really lessons on demand and it's real help, uh, real people, real answers. And we're excited to see where technology is taking us. Mobile Fire Nation, those that don't see that as the future, you know, you're really going to be left behind. And Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Summer's a great time for a lot of things. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and it's the perfect time to kick it into high gear and start growing your business. But it can't be done alone. In order to truly scale your business, you're going to have to hire the best people who can help. Ready to start growing your team, but just not sure where to start? What if I told you there's no need to be intimidated by having to post your job in 10 different places or having to sort through hundreds of applications? Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, growing your team just got easier. With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 100 plus job sites with a single click and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time, try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. 
It's amazing what we can order online from the comfort of our own home. In fact, I haven't had to waste time going to the store for months. I love the freedom this gives me to spend more time on things I actually want to be doing. I bet you're thinking of a few things right now you can't order online, aren't you? Like a good night's sleep. But you can with Lisa. Lisa is not your typical mattress company. In fact, they won the Shopify Build a Business competition this year. Plus, Lisa starts at just $525 and ships for free anywhere in the U.S. Lisa is American-made and engineered with three unique foam layers that will support you and keep you cool all night long. With a 100-night risk-free guarantee, what do you have to lose? Start sleeping better by visiting leesa.com slash fire for a $75 discount. That's leesa.com slash fire. Steven, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Let's do it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I think we all have uh, self-doubt. But candidly, thinking about my life, the fear of being average and the fear of not being able to provide for my family, you know, growing up kind of poor, you have those fears. And, you know, the fear of uh, being at the mercy of a company versus controlling my own destiny allowed me to break through those self-doubt fears. And it was a, a way more motivation and enough motivation to, to, for me to get past that self-doubt. What is the best advice you've ever received? You know, in one of my masterminds a couple years ago, John John Asaroff, uh, he said, "You know what? I am I am done working the way I'm working. I am now going to hire people that play at things that I have to work at." And I thought, "Oh man, that is brilliant. That is." That is the absolute most perfect advice one can give on building a business. Excel at what you're good at and hire people who play at things uh, that you work at. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Um, Having written goals. I have uh, my own set of written goals that I visit literally every single day. And this keeps me on track and it helps me to remember uh, to remember not only, you know, what I'm doing each day, but also more importantly, why I'm doing it. And that's a a large distinction for me. uh, And it uh, makes sure that I'm on the right track, uh, no matter where I am or or what, uh, what is what's coming up against me. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? So the first one is if you're doing a startup, what I recommend is a uh, a, a site called Startup Stash, and it's uh, the URL is exactly as it as it says Startup Stash, and what it is is a curated directory of about four or five hundred resources and tools for for startups. Um, there's also a, a great reading list that I recommend. It's called the Startup Launch List. Uh, startuplaunchlist.com. And again, it, it covers topics like uh, how to generate ideas, what it takes to, to be a successful founder, um, how to develop out a great user experience if you're into kind of a web technology uh, 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 forefronts. And then uh, the third that I'd recommend is it's for fun. And it's this super new cool drone with a camera that follows you around and you just throw it in the air and it automatically starts recording you, which I think is really uh, super cool. And it's called Lily and it's L I L Y and it's just Lily dot camera, um, Lily dot camera. It's not, it's, it was on Kickstarter and it's super awesome. So if you do any sort of video type work for your business, um, this is unbelievable. Pick one up. 
Like if I'm in a downtown city area, can I throw it up and it would just kind of like hover over me or is it like not work well with buildings? No, you got it. So you can set it to where it's like five foot, 10 foot, 20 foot away from you. And then you could just like start running and it will follow you around as you're running or driving in a car or um, anything you want. It's it's uh, pretty super cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> if you can recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I'm just finishing a book right now called In the Plex, P-L-E-K, or P-L-E-X, In the Plex. And it's a firsthand experience on what it was like building Google uh, from the inside. And it's a phenomenal book. And it, for me, as I'm building a technology company, uh, you know, it, it helped me. And the big takeaways that I saw were lessons on building a team, uh, staying true to my vision, uh, making sure I'm building things that people actually want and what it means to truly scale an organization. In the Plex. In Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Stephen, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So I've given this some thoughts. What I, I think I would do is I would first Google the words, I just woke up on a strange planet. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> and what I would do is find people who also were in my shoes. And then I would uh, then offer to show them how to survive on this new planet for the low cost of $199. Oh, love that, Fire Nation. Get out of the shell. Think outside the box. And Stephen, we started today on fire, my friend. But let's end on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say the largest takeaway is building a team that excels at things that you're weak at. And uh, yeah. we're, we all have weaknesses um, and know what those weaknesses are and build, uh, build strengths around that. Um, how to get a hold of me, uh, best ways uh, on Twitter, and it's at Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N underscore Cox, C-O-X. And my website is also StephenCox.com. Um, and of course, Take Lessons is an awesome uh, place for you to find awesome instructors. And in fact, uh, John, I've got a, a discount for Yo. Fire Nation members if you would, uh, if that's okay. Yeah. Perfect. So for all Fire Nation members, you can purchase lessons from TakeLessons.com. And upon checking out, use the secret code FIRE. 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 And when you do, uh, you're going to get 15% off your first lesson purchase. And so this is going to be available through the end of September. So it's back to school. So with, whether you're looking to learn something new or you have kids, uh, now is a great time to enroll them in uh, in learning. So special just for FIRE members uh, and uh, would love to uh, love to help some folks out. 15% off through the end of September 2015, Fire Nation. Get on it. Why? Because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with Stephen C. and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Stephen in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything we've been talking about, his massively awesome resources, book recommendation, of course, his Twitter handle, his website, stephencox.com. Go directly there. And don't forget, if you want to take a lesson in anything, 
takelessons.com. Use the promo code FIRE for 15% off through the end of September 2015. And Stephen, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. It's been great. Thanks. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb. And to get on it, all you need to do is text EOFIRE to 33444 and get inside My Head Weekly. Have an inspired day and ignite.